Welcome to Conversations, the stories behind the faculty and staff of the Department of Communication Studies. I'm Kevin Stoker. I am the interim chair of the Department of Communication Studies, and this is Dave Norris, my sidekick, Dr. Dave Norris. Happy to be here, Kevin. And he's an assistant professor in residence in the School of Journalism and Media Studies. And we have as our guest today, Jenny Farrell, who is a senior lecturer in the Department of Communication Studies. Jenny? Yay, hi. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. I am so happy to be here. This is exciting. Well, we're excited to have you. You know, the thing I think about you, Jenny, is your expertise is interpersonal communications. And every now and again, when people want to know about relationships and what's going on. All the good stuff. You're the one they come after. All the juicy stuff. Yeah, in fact, there was a story just recently about uh, how you teach these uh, strategies of interpersonal communication in terms of relationships. I'm wondering, so how did you get interested in this? What was it that drove you to kind of be focused on um, relationships, interpersonal communication? Yeah, that's um, that's a good question. So I've um, I've been here at UNLV for over ten years now. Um, but originally, we I think like a lot of comm folks, we get sucked in with like the basic courses, right? So I had no idea that comm was a field. Took a basic course a hundred years ago, got sucked in, and of course changed my major and changed my whole life path. Um, and so originally I was really into the public speaking aspect and then started to take some courses in interpersonal communication and I saw how directly they applied to my personal life and my own relationships. Um, and that was like the hooker for me, really. Um, so in grad school, I focused on long distance relationships because I had been in one for so many years. So I actually married my high school sweetheart and he joined the military when I went into school. And so we spent a lot of time apart, years apart, right, where we would travel to see each other um, using a lot of, you know, mediated communication. And we've always been successful at it. And nobody understood why. Like, this should be terrible. Why are you doing so great? And so that was really interesting to me was why does everyone, you know, have these kind of preconceived notions about being away from the people that we love? And um, so that's kind of why I got interested in, in it in grad school and then... I realized distance is so important for most of our relationships, right? Um, so you can apply it to a lot of different aspects of our life, not just, you know, if you have a long distance partner. Um, but I just love all of the interpersonal stuff. I think it is so practical, so, um, you know, applicable to how we live our daily lives. And really our relationships are everything, right? It's it's directly linked to our health, our happiness, our success. So I think it's like basic skills that we all really need. And even if you think you're great at it, you still need to, you know, work at it, practice. Um, and we all make mistakes, but I think it's just so, so relevant. So I just love it. So what happened when this long distance relationship finally ended and you guys were yeah. able to live together? Yeah. So we were long distance the whole time I was in undergrad. And then um, he was still in the military. We got married. I moved to Germany where he was stationed. And so we lived overseas for a while. But he was, you know, he still deployed and was away a lot of the time. So we still kind of had moments of distance and we were really good at that. And then it wasn't until years later after we moved here, you know, for grad school, he got out of the military and um, he decided he wanted to start his own business that we were like, I would say officially not long distance anymore. So we had, I don't know, like over 12 years where 
long distance was like a big part of our life. Um, and that shift to him being around all the time was terrible. <laughs> terrible. And that's actually the research shows that is that some of the the toughest times in a long distance relationship are when you transition to no longer being long distance. Because a lot of times people think it's going to be fantastic and amazing. You know, it's like this big countdown. That's all we want is to be together all the time. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Go away. You should go away. I think one of the things, personal personal anecdote here, my parents recently retired. Uh-huh. And my mom had t- retired a couple years prior to my stepfather. And when my stepfather retired, my mom had really gotten used to having some alone time every day. Yeah. And now my stepfather's around all the time yeah. and she's pulling her hair out. Yes. And so I think the line of research that you do is so important and so applicable. Right. Because people throughout their lifespan might find themselves in a long-term relationship or a relationship where you're both working and then you're not both mm-hmm. working or maybe we were all at co- we, it was covid and right. we're all yeah. working together and we're or all on stuck top of together. each other yeah. exactly you're stuck together and mm-hmm. you're literally nowhere else you can go so i can imagine it's been a pretty exciting and at times probably frustrating time yeah. uh, to be totally. studying what you study yeah. Jenny. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean we quickly realized like we are very successful when we have those moments away from each other because there are so many benefits for that. Um, and thankfully, just the way that we live our lives, we we still do things away from each other. He is on um, an off-road racing team, so he travels a lot, which is great. He actually just got back from a, a trip to Baja. So, you know, he'll be gone for two weeks at a time. I take trips, um, you know, with my friends. I go do stuff. We have, you know, um, a lot of other interests that don't involve our spouse, right? And so we definitely still have that element of autonomy, which I think is so very important in any relationship. Um, so we kind of dabble a little bit because we know that it it keeps things fresh and exciting for us. And it's good to miss each other every now and then. Have you ever thought about doing a book about how to deal with long distance relationships? Because I'm mm-hmm. sure, especially, you know, the example of being in the military, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of folks right. dealing with this right now. Right. And then we have the remote society. You right. know, we've now cre- it's created more dislocation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've had a couple friends tell me, like, you should write a book. Um, but I don't know when I would find, when am I going to find the time to do this, Kevin? When am I going to do this? I would I, love to. It sounds fantastic, right? That well, would be amazing. It, it, is, it is a challenge. But, uh, yeah, we don't want you teaching any fewer classes. Right, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Tell me about kind of your background, where you grew up and everything else. Sure. Um, I'm actually from a small town in California called California City. So California City is a whole lot of nothing. It's just like a desert town. It's like three and a half hours away. It's still the high desert. So it's very much the same kind of like desert feel. It's just really, really small. Um, Like born and raised out there. Um, When I graduated, I was so over the small town stuff, right? I mean, my graduating class was like 100 kids and that was two towns combined that was Mojave and California City so um yeah when I graduated I was like oh I'm gonna go as far away as I can right and then I realized out-of-state tuition was expensive (laughs) so so scratch that I ended up in Northern California at um, Humboldt State University oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is pretty far I mean it's like a 12-hour drive so that's that's relatively far when you're 18 um so yeah I tried to get away as quickly as I could um and then I was there for four years. I started out as an English major and then saw the light. 
swapped over to Com. <laughs> but my parents are still there. They still live in my, uh, you know, the town, the home that I grew up in. My husband is also from California City. Oh, so, yeah. yep. So his dad is still out there. Um, we each have a younger sibling that is kind of in the area. They've moved out. You know, they're like 45 minutes away, but they're still kind of in the area. We're the only ones that left and really never looked back. And escaped, yes, right? Yes, yes. Wow. Well, in, and you know, you had a small graduating class of 100 kids. Yes. I had 56 in mine. Ooh. So, hey. I, were you I valedictorian? That. No, no. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. You were. Yep. I can tell you I ranked much lower than Oh, that. no. Yeah. <laughs> Below well, first in your I class. I think it was 56. I think I was 52nd no! or 3rd. That's a small class. Yeah. 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 Well, there's 250 in the whole school. And yep. that included seventh and eighth grade. Oh wow! Yeah, we had like three fifty in the whole school, and that was just high school. See, there you go. That that so sounds sorry. like a big school to me. Oh man, that that that's how I feel about the schools out here. I mean, the high schools out here are insane to me. You know, as your interest in interpersonal communication and everything, you know, growing up in a small community like that, and really, in which you know everybody, mm-hmm. um, that may have had some, you know, influence over what you're doing now and how you feel so comfortable in interpersonal situations. Yeah, potentially. Um, I think I I kind of always fell into a lot of those situations where you needed to talk to people, right? Like I kind of found myself doing the types. We didn't have a ton of activities because it was obviously like a very small school. Um, But I always enjoyed the moments that I had where I could really foster those relationships and connect with people. Um, and like I said, like I said, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't even know that that was a field. Whereas I think most undergrads can relate to that. They have no idea that comm is a field, right? Um, and so I didn't even realize that there was a potential you know, career path there. So you're a senior lecturer in yes. the Department of Communications. What do you like to teach? What like if there's Is there a particular course oh. that you think strikes you as this is my favorite or? Yeah. yeah, my favorite is definitely COM 302. So that is issues in interpersonal communication. I, I focus on relational COM in that class. So I teach the basic interpersonal course, um, intro to interpersonal communication, which is 102. And so 302 is like the follow-up to that. So I feel like 102 like barely scratches the surface of all these interpersonal skills. And then in 302, we can really dive a little bit deeper. Um, we get into like the juicier stuff, right? We talk about the tough stuff. And I just get the feedback from students that it's just super useful. And I love that. I just think that's great. And you touched on something just a minute ago when you said that you know, students usually start out somewhere yeah. else prior to mm-hmm. pr- changing their major to communications right. after they realize, holy cow, this really has so much applicability mm-hmm. to my yeah. life. Um, what is it that you do in your classes that you teach or you think that the department does really well as a whole that kind of speaks to students and says, this is why you should come and study here? Yeah, I feel like that is like half of my job, literally, is literally trying to show people the light, right? Like that's kind of how I felt when I discovered Calm. Um, and so I think for me and for a lot of other instructors in our department, it's a it's a part of how we present the information, right? So I'm always bringing it back to here's what you can do with this, right? Here's the potential that is connected to, you know, a career path or a personal interest or something relating to all of the topics. Um, and I also try to like set them up with 
other people who do some of these things that maybe I don't, right? So I've, I try to gather as many like guest speakers, guest lectures to come in and really talk about the things that they do and and how the content really connects to to their lives just to give them a lot of examples, right? Because I think, like I said, it's just it's just about exposing them to these things so they get a sense of like what the possibilities are. So I try to do a lot of that in class. How about at home? I know you have two yeah. kids, 10-year-old and 7-year-old. Yes. And um, do they ever say, Mom, don't use your interpersonal strategies on us? Yes, it's a nightmare. So these children, and they've actually come to class with me multiple times. Um, those days when they have a staff development day or it's a holiday and mom has class or there's take your child to work day, they definitely come in and sit in my classes. So they know what I do. They have a sense of what I do. They know what I teach. and um, But they're still regular kids. Right. So sometimes they will call me out when I make mistakes, which I think is great, but also a nightmare. <laughs> right. Do um, what I say, exactly. not what I do. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> so they're all, they're always watching. We know that. Um, but, you know, some of the things that they have um, been in class to talk about, I think it's just really interesting that they they get it right. Like they can mm -hmm. make those connections. We talk about like um, love languages they know what love languages are they know their love languages they know my love languages so you know they understand a lot about like emotions and communicating affection and I just think that's really cool to you know have a conversation with your 10 year old about the way that they prefer to give and receive affection like that's pretty cool so I think in those capacities it it makes me a much more thoughtful parent right but like I said, they will point out those times when I am not doing a great job. So it is well, what it is. Also, this ability to communicate is probably why you're on the parent-teacher organization. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good at rallying people, right? I think I'm good at rallying people. And so any type of leadership position is, I think, so much of like rallying and motivating folks and also picking out what they're good at and getting them to act, right? So I see you have this amazing skill. Let's do something with it, right? And so, yes, I'm like way too involved with the PTO, but we're doing better this year because now I'm getting I'm getting more people to join because we kind of started this by ourselves. It was just me and a couple other parents. So last year we did a lot ourselves. Now I'm ready to really like grab up those other parents and teachers and have them run with the strengths that they have because I'm realizing there are some really talented, amazing people who are willing to do the work and really put the time in. And I'm like, man, this is incredible. So it's it's rewarding. It's exhausting also. But yeah. You know, Dave, I should tell you that uh, one of Jenny's real strengths we know is communication. But what really surprised me is when I went to her house for a social, <laughs> she actually has a turtle. I have a tortoise. Is, is I have a, a tortoise. tortoise. A tortoise. Mm -hmm. A tortoise. Uh, and it's a big tortoise. Yeah, he's and cool. It is the most, um, what you know, friendliest tortoise yeah. I think I've ever met. He's very social. So yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. It's a social he's very tortoise. Social. And I thought, oh my goodness, Jenny's home is you know even creating a nice social environment for people tortoise. and pets alike. <laughs> Well, I think that sp says a lot about you and probably your family anyway, but it's not every family that has a tortoise. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we actually, he's 28. His name is Dandy. It's short for Dandelion. 
He lives in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband built him a burrow, so he hibernates down there, right? It's, it's a cool burrow, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome. And props to the hubby for all of his, uh, you know, labor skills. And, uh, yeah, he's really cool. He's super friendly. He was raised by an older couple out here in Vegas, and they had him from a hatchling. And then he just got, you know, they got too old to be able to really handle him, so we adopted him from them when he was, like, 23 i think he was 23 when we got him yeah how, how big is your tortoise he's he they don't get humongous right okay. so they're not like galapagos kind of but he's you know he's like this big how big would you say this is i don't know 20 pounds maybe i don't think he's that heavy he's maybe like a foot okay. he's maybe a foot in diameter maybe a little bit bigger um but he likes it when you rub on his head he'll like you know like yeah, a dog like, yeah. yeah you know like a dog will like rub back They'll mm-hmm. push up against you. He does that with his head. You pet his head. Um, you know, you can feed him from your hand. Um, yeah, he's cool. Wow. He doesn't mind my. I have a. I have a twelve-year-old Basset also. He doesn't mind my dog. So yeah, it's fun. So we've he's learned a little bit about you. Yes. From California City. Yes. Moved to Las Vegas for grad school. Yes. Have a couple of kids and a tortoise and, and a, a Basset hound. Yes. When you are not at UNLV or taking care of your children or pets or husband. What do you do? What do you do for fun? And not Tell us sleeping. About you. <laughs> or sleeping there. Okay. Um, I I try to do as much social stuff as I can because I'm always so busy like working on stuff, right? Um, I tend to be the person that is always scheduling the get togethers. I don't I don't know if you could if that's surprising to you at all. But I'm always like, hey, we should go out. We should go out. We should go out. Um, so I try to go out as often as possible. So I love living in Las Vegas. I think this is an incredible city. I moved here for grad school. We never left. So we've been here almost, I think, 15 years now um, just because of the awesome opportunities. So I love to go to shows. I love to go to concerts. I went to Life is Beautiful um, recently. Um, I love to go to the shows at the Smith Center. That's amazing. I just saw um, Jagged Little Pill a couple weeks ago, which is the production of the Alanis Morissette album. That was like life-changing. Front row, front and center. Yes. Big Alanis Morissette fan. Huge. I've seen her in concert like four times. I I own the album. It's so good. The show is phenomenal. So like those kinds of things I love. I try to drag everyone I know. My daughter loves that stuff too and comes with me to a lot of shows. Her and I are going to see six. Um, It's like next week, I think. Um, Yeah. So I go to a lot of shows um, when I can. I love a good happy hour. (laughs) Yes. I hear uh, Natalie is trying to start like a Greenspun happy hour girls sort of um, situation and I'm like sign me up on the availability I'm like yes 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 let's go I'm ready for it so those kinds of things I try to like have a little moment right to get away from everyone away from my family when I can Mm -hmm. foster all of my other relationships my colleagues my friends um, you know and have a good time as well that's great yeah so where do you go from here You've been your senior lecturer. That's a good question. What, what, what's next know. for you? I don't know. Um, I have I have a hard time planning too far ahead. Like I often get asked, like, "What's your five year plan?" And I I genuinely don't know. I think I tend to take it a semester at a time. It tends to be how I think about my life, um, especially with my kids being so young. It's like things are kind of unpredictable when they're this young, and I want to be as available for them as I can. So I don't like to take on too many big things, and then I often will just kind of fall into stuff. You know, like random committees or whatever that take up a lot of my time. So I really don't know. Um, I I love teaching. I feel like I will do that as long as I possibly can. That's always been, I think, obviously the most fulfilling part of my job. 
Um, it was difficult going online, but it wasn't terrible because I'm pretty good at that too. So I was able to make that work. But I really, really love being in the classroom. Um, I've thought about doing like consulting. You know, I've had I've had a couple organizations and groups ask me to come in and give like a do like a workshop on interpersonal skills or something like that. So I've done a little bit of that. So I think there's potential to maybe do more of that. Um, but I don't want to get away from teaching. So I don't know. It's a delicate balance. We'll see. Seems like you're in a pretty good place, though. Yeah. 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 I I really enjoy what I do. I'm very happy with, you know, the. I mean, obviously, they they got me and then I just won't leave. Right. I have I have very little plans to ever leave. I just really enjoy it here. So, you know, we'll, well read that out. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jenny, if is you know, as we've had this conversation, is there something that you felt like you just really that would help us understand you and know you better that we haven't asked you about? Oh my gosh. Um, something that uh, maybe, you know, that um, wouldn't be so obvious. Uh, what would it be? I like Pilates. Pilates is fun. I don't do it as often as I would like because of my children, but I do like that. I also am a big fan of drag. So drag performances. This is a good town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. And that's from that's from like folks in the comm department. They have introduced me to it. Which and then I introduced my daughter to it and she also loves it also. So I would say those are some That's things great. that you might not know about me. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. This was fun. It was, it was fun to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, very cool. Thank you very much, Jenny. You're welcome. Thanks, Jenny. 